Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning to you. It's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. Steve Edge, the man, the myth, the legend, is here. Good morning. Morning. You, you all right? I'm well. What are you up to? I am to nothing. Just really, really enjoying life. Loving you know the I mean? summer holidays with the kids. Summer holidays with the kids. Plaster on a smile. Everything's great. <laughs> yeah, you can eat that. <laughs> oh, really? You want to get up at this time, even though when it's school you can never get you out of bed. All right, that's yeah. fine. Let's do that then. <laughs> You're only a weekend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh. I know, but I'm see. I'm at the other end with the older girls. They're yeah. fourteen and. You know, sleep until half eleven in the morning. I actually get up and get my day done before mm, they even get that up. Sounds good. That so does sound good. Get up, go to the gym, go. See, you know, I meet a friend for breakfast. Like, mm. go to bit shopping, do some work, come back. Right, come on, you got to get up now, guys. It's lunchtime. So, it's uh, it it's never gets easy. It's. Um, I think I'm on an endless cycle of just like cl- moving toys and building toys. You know. Yeah. That's it. Lego. Lego here, and then moving Lego over there. But when you were I'm a like kid, a sort of, yeah. imagine someone said, "Hey, one day you'll have, you'll make a little boy of your own, and he'll mm-hmm. be your best friend. He'll love you to bits, and all you've got to yeah. do with him all day is play." You'd be going, "Oh my goodness, what? That yeah, sounds yeah, amazing!" Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you've also that does sound amazing. <laughs> does sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> problem what? is, but you, a you boy know, of my own. I know, no, well, you know, as I know, when we were doing school summer holidays, nothing changed, did it, really? No. They still went to work. They still, you know, yeah. parents still did their thing. And we just had to make do with the three you hours adapted of telly a day. around your parents, yeah, of course. Exactly. Whereas now it's like, oh, we've got a spare day. Let's go go ape. Oh, let's yeah. go rock climb. We've got to find and yeah, do something every day. Every day's got to be exciting. Yeah. I can't do 57 days of excitement. No. I think that's how long it is. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> Not that I've got it short. Have you got it chalked up like <laughs> on the wall? Like a prisoner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know. But, you know, you just, I know, it's hard, it's hard in the moment. But I, I, I'm, I'm starting to start to feel a bit melancholy about it. Because even though I've still got younger ones, mm. my older ones are getting, you know, like, and I've only got two days off a week as well from, from uh, the Palladium. So, oh, yeah. So, and, it's uh, bad. You know, so, <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a. That's just like it's like you and the sort of pretend army. You know what I mean? What they call? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) you're in them. Whereas I'm in Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) And this tour of duty, he's only reminding me of the lockdown tour of duty. That's all it's reminding me of. Well, I've got this thing where, like, obviously, I come home on a Sunday night after the. So we do two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. I jump on the train at half eight, get home, and then Monday. Tuesday, cram everything into those. And like literally, my Tuesday was like cats at the vet, kids at the dentist, my son's leaving assembly. Like it was just like full on. And then I come back on the Wednesday and I am knackered. Everyone else is dead chilled and like, oh, I had a couple of days off. Just a bit of self care. Mm. I've heard this phrase a lot self care. What's the. Okay. Have you ever thought about this? Right. Self care? This is where you just think about oh. yourself for a bit. And like, and I'd put love, yourself I'd first. Time to do that. I think that's why blokes spend so much time in the toilets. I that think is that our, is our only bit of self care. <laughs> ten minutes. Well, I love. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just gonna go and have a bit of self care. That's what Dad should right. start calling it. Open a window. <laughs> I've self. I've self cared myself. <laughs> I leave it ten minutes. I'm self cared in there. What you were doing in there. Hey, somebody tweeted the other day, Steve. 
Mm. They said, why is it not called the Jason Manford and Steve Edge show now? Mm-hmm. Do, you think, do you think we need a rebranding? Well, like, as people always say, it gives me the opportunity to leave anytime I want. Where are you stuck here forever? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? You'll never leave. I know, but I'm just saying. I know, the but it's nice there, to have the it? option. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I know what you're saying. We're, you're just like going out with Absolute Radio, whereas I'm married. You're married, yeah. It takes a yeah. legal, like an actual legal uh, situation. I've got to get involved. Yeah, yeah, I've got to get an expert involved, a lawyer or yeah. whatever, to get out of this contract. Yeah. Um, which is watertight, by the way. I've checked it on, on numerous occasions. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> yeah, it is not, <laughs> often in the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder like, I thought I could hear pages being flipped. Yeah, yeah. That that oh no, it's, it, it uh, is watertight. Why do you think Frank Skinner yeah. still is? Do you think he wants to be here? No. No, of course he doesn't. It's it a six months job, isn't it? <laughs> he can't believe it. Every day very coming in every day. They just they get you. Once they got you, they got you. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, well, we could we could rename it but I don't even I guess because I was here first one I so that's what I've always said yeah and you've got to get Matt Berry in to do another jingle haven't you and, you know, oh yeah that's a nightmare isn't it there's a lot of voiceovers what I said Matt Berry did I, say, I thought I said Dave did I say Dave Berry or Matt Berry oh I got mixed up between the two there sorry sorry, sorry Dave Berry <laughs> Who's on the show? Who's got his own show every day? Apologies. That's that'll be my contract. That now I'll be in trouble for that. That's what they do here. I get fined. I get fined when they'll be on top of you. Um, I also went on another radio show this morning. Uh, or, or the other morning, it'll be. Yeah, I did. I didn't sign of... anything, did you, while you were there? Because that said, I get you, you know, oh, you're early in the morning. <laughs> did I? I don't know if I did, actually. Um, no, oh, Tom man. Allen. I, I went and spoke to Tom Allen over at Virgin. And um, uh, to plug our Best Men podcast, actually. Oh, good. Oh, right. Chat nice. about that. Um, but I did let them know that... Because he was sort of saying that he was struggling to like end links a little bit. Because he's not a radio guy; he's, he's just covering for Chris Evans. And he said, yeah. oh, "I'm struggling to end links uh, without like." Did you tell him about the? I did. I said oh. I, I just thought there might, maybe we can spread it around the the radio community. We don't have to keep mm-hmm. it just to absolute. But uh, if you were listening last week, you remember that me and Steve have come up with a new way. Rather than having to think of something funny or witty or even say, "Oh, next up, chili peppers" or whatever. Yeah. Actually, like a conversation in a pub or at home, we can just end it with a. <sighs> yeah, it'd be you know good if it ended up being a. What would it be called? That that thing, a, sort of a like the man closing sigh or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be nice if you it know. Made what I mean, like, like vocal fry. You know, it became a, a term after podcasts. You know, the, 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 when they speak like that. You know, yeah. It'd be good if we invented a thing. You know, the down. You know, mm, yeah, like a like what an end. It? Yeah, like an end. Like a a, a crescendo. Si- yeah, like a crescendo sigh. Like you know, what I mean, like a two- crescendo. <laughs> Be bothered to finish the word. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth of it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Really, yeah. <sighs> questions for Steve. 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 That's right, a bit of questions for Steve. Uh, lots coming in. If you've got a question for Steve or myself, it could be mm. and it could be about anything. Steve's a bit of an expert at most things, I would say. Is yeah, that fair to say, Steve? Pretty much. Yeah, I think pretty much. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, that's me. Not much that you wouldn't turn your hand to. No. Um, so if you've got any questions, uh, you can email us jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. It could be relationships, could be finance. You know, he's like Martin Lewis. 
Mm. Um, with Mystic, Mystic Meg. Mystic Meg. Yeah. Why did we both forget Mystic Meg? That's Definitely. such a random name. It was quite weird. We both went for Mystic Meg. Why? And then bit, a bit of Marjorie Proof <laughs> and a bit of Claire Rayner. <laughs> and, and just Dr. Anything. Raj thrown in for the sake of it, just in case. Yeah. He's got, Anything's know, got a medical. One of those pimple popper guys. Yeah. And medical problems as well. We're absolutely. Sh- and, we're, and we're not even one of them that would be like, mm, you should see a doctor. We'll, we'll give you an answer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, go see a GP. We we'll say no. Just do this, mate. We'll Google it for you. Yeah, be fine. Mayonnaise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aiden has been in touch. Says, um, "I've been going to the gym for about five years." This might be a question for me. This, Steve. Yeah, you're a gym guy. I'm a gym guy. Let's see what it says. Aiden says, "A couple of years in, uh, you let on to people and have a bit of a chat." This one guy I chat to says, uh, "Hiya, Mick." Uh, I couldn't be bothered questioning it, so I just went along with it. Next thing, other people started calling me Mick. This guy's called Aiden, if you remember. Oh, God, okay. Um, and I find myself answering to it <laughs> in the gym. Then it steps up a level where like, they're giving me Nicky, uh, nicknames. Um, all right, Mickey Blue Eyes. I'm now so far in that I can't bring myself to c- tell them that I'm actually not called Mick, I'm called Aiden. So what do I do, Steve? Any advice? I mean... You needed to get you have that boat has it's sailed, hasn't it? Now mm. you you you're Mick, you're Mick from the yeah. gym, unfortunately. Aiden. Jim That's, Mick, yeah, yeah. I got a mate once who um he he got a hairy back, and he um <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, it's a similar story. Yeah, he um there was on Groupon there was some sort of laser hair removal thing in Liverpool. Yeah, and it was like fifteen treatments, you know, for one ninety nine or something. <laughs> so he went in and he's a, he's a dead sweet lad and he went in and they were definitely back to it and for some reason the girls all there just assumed he was quite camp right. that he was gay and he isn't oh I see but, and he just he, he'd said hello in a camp way and then they just treated him differently oh, so see. he had to keep that up for every time he went in see you later girls he had to do all that <laughs> like literally every time he went in he had to, had to stop the door wow. psyching himself up because something happened at the beginning. Yeah. They'd made a decision on him and he went... Well, they've oh. assumed, yeah. But they've assumed. Yeah, but he's had to... He's had to I had a similar thing it. when I was about 18. Um, a friend of the family got me a job at uh, the, the girls' clothes shop, Oasis. Do you remember the, mm, the oh, girls' yeah. clothes shop, Oasis? And it, yeah. um, there was just an assumption. Obviously, I was, you know, I was doing theatre at uni and at college and stuff like that as well. Uh, so I was confident, you know. And yeah. for a 17-year-old to be confident amongst women, they, yeah. in a girl's clothes shop, fashion, <laughs> you know, I'm ticking a lot of boxes here. <laughs> yeah. And they also just assumed the same thing. Yeah. Um, and did you sort of start playing up to it? I just didn't... I didn't lie. I just didn't... <laughs> Correct them because also it felt a bit like. Also, you didn't want to be one of those people like, hey, I'm not gay. Like, you didn't want no. to sound like some you bloke. Might get like, you might get like a day off for like Pride or something. You could just <laughs> pretend. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure they do give you days off for Pride. <laughs> well, I mean, it's worth asking, isn't it's, it? It was worth asking, yeah. No, it never came up, but it did mean like they, they would like sort of chat to you about like fellas and stuff. You know what it's like, Jay. So I go, mm-hmm. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, no. right. oh yeah. they're a nightmare, yeah. aren't they? Absolutely. Many. <laughs> yeah. Pigs a lot Honestly. <laughs> With their air, air, airy backs and that. <laughs> See you later, girls. <laughs> 
Manford. I realised if we didn't actually help Aidan, we just started chatting. No, we didn't. About our friends. So, we didn't. Um, what's your actual advice to Aidan for people just joining us? Aidan uh, goes to yeah. the gym, people started calling him Mick, and now mm. everyone just calls him Mick, but he's called Aidan. It could get. You late. know, I've got a pair of Adidas trainers where you can get, I've got my son's names on each foot. Mm. It could get sort of branded clothing. Like a T-shirt, oh yeah, on, football shirt with like his a name, with Aiden shirt, on, his the name back. on the back, or just a water bottle with a sharpie, right, Aiden, and go, yeah, mate, send me water bottle. Ah, there it is. That's my water bottle, and they'll look at it and go, yeah. that says Aiden. They go, yeah, that's me, and then they'll feel daft. Well, they'll, they'll feel, that's the thing to play on. I think is that they'll feel daft yeah. because I think if you, I think make a load of phone calls in like loudly. Hello, I it's Aiden. Um, you know what I mean? And then at some point, someone's going, yeah. "Is he called Aiden?" You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, Maybe play with that. I would go with Mickey Blue Eyes. It sounds much better. Hey, a Mickey Blue Eyes here. I, I mean, I'd I'd stick with it. Mickey's a better name than Aiden. There is that. There uh, is that. Yeah. If well, you think about it, in a gym scenario, yeah, I think oh, maybe. Mick is a great gym Mick name. Can pe- he can bench press anything. Mick can. But also, just Aiden. Just be Mick at the gym, and then Aiden yeah, everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just yeah, live a double you life. Bump into them in town or something. And well, awkward. You've got. I feel like he wants it solved just so he doesn't have to mm. you know, worry about this. I don't. I think, yeah, branded clothing, water bottles with your name on it, talking yeah. loud on the phone. I think that's a good one. Hello, Aiden speaking. Mick? No, I think you've got the wrong number, mate. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's no, be Mick's problem. here. <laughs> that is going to be a bit of a problem. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think this, we'll give you a good couple of solutions there. The only problem with having Aiden. On your back, because obviously people often put your surname, don't you? If, if you're having a football yeah, player, I know. Yeah, yeah. Aiden, I think, sounds like um, one of those Brazilian players who've just come up with a name. <laughs> Do you know, like Fred or whatever, Alan. Yeah, like his dad was called Aid, and he's Aiden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee Maxwell has also got in touch and said during last week's questions for Steve, you suggested he was a fountain of knowledge. Uh, it got me thinking of chocolate fondue fountains and how they're now a bit retro. So my question is, if you could replace the chocolate in a fountain, what food would you add? I feel like we've had this conversation before. We've, we've had like, it personally. We gravy, we've had we it had on the gravy, radio. We wanted a gravy fountain. Gravy one. And little bits of meat on sticks <laughs> and yeah. um, little tiny Yorkshire puddings, like little miniature ones, like I Lego ones. something in that. And then just... What about yeah. if we had a restaurant, Steve... Mm-hmm. And you served a Sunday dinner, and then in the middle yeah. of every table, you just had a little mini gravy fountain. I think it's a brilliant idea. Hello. It and it keeps it, keeps it moving. You can have that, Tom Kerridge. That's for you. <laughs> <laughs> that, we might be Lost awesome, all that weight and then put it all back on again when he <laughs> rented the gravy fountain. <laughs> the gravy fountain. That's what the pub can be called. How good's that? The gravy name? fountain. I'd definitely go You'd there. You'd go to the gravy fountain. Because you know, like, are these like smoke out? They're always called like smoke and meat and yeah. rub and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, it's a bit too, you know, a bit too cook off, isn't it? Whereas the gravy fountain sounds homely. The doesn't gravy it? fountain. Think of the bisto kids, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Is that a fountain I could smell? You know. Oh, that would be. Could, yeah. You could even have, you could even have like one with. You know the chip shop curry sourcing because you got to keep that moving because oh, yeah. that does start to that, settle. That does congeal quick. Whatever that is, that does. Yeah. yeah, you could have like a chicken gravy one, a lamb gravy one, a beef gravy one, mm. veggie gravy one. You know, you can have all the different oh, onion gravy, for onion the, gravy oh, fountain. Oh man, that's I feel like I've given away like a multi-million pound dragon's den idea there. Let's do Well, let's. Well, it's. I don't mind. I. I that's that's, that's my yeah, gift we can to the enjoy world. It. If someone, we're never going to do it. <laughs> So someone else <laughs> yeah, that's true. At least we can enjoy We're it. all talk. 
Um, yeah, the gravy fountain. I want to see a pub called that at some point. The fountain, the fountain of. No, it doesn't work. I was going to say the fountain of, like youth, but like mouth, like like yeah. your mouth. The, the salsa, the salsa fountain. Or Sal- like that, oh, yeah. Salsa could work. Have you? Um, are you a fondue guy? Do you like a fond a cheese fondue? Chick. What the cheese one? Yeah, the cheese one. No, I'm I'm fondue, fondant, fond wish I hadn't bothered. Yeah, <laughs> really, not really. Fondant. It, it, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's sort of stale bread, cheese that no one really likes. Mm. Not not mad on it. Not mad on it. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I hope that's answered your question, Lee Maxwell. Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Morning. I can hear that seagull. is loud in the background there. Shouting down the chimney behind me. He's not happy, is he? <laughs> Gosh, is he actually shouting down the chimney? Oi! Yeah. Oi, light a fire or get rid of it. <laughs> really angry, that seagull. Meant to be June ice, freezing me. <laughs> That's what he's shouting. Uh, so I am um, the big movie of the week. Steve is uh, Barbie, of course. Yes, yes, I've yeah, I've seen lots. I've seen it around. I it's haven't seen doing, it. Obviously. I mean, but by all accounts, there's a rumor that they've spent they spent more money on marketing than they did on the actual movie. Okay, well, that, I've seen a lot of it being you know touted around, so that yeah. would, that would make sense. Although apparently, there are uh, Mattel a bit upset that it's not actually there's no increase in the sale of Barbie. Dolls. Merch. No one's yeah, sort of come out okay. and gone and go and get one of them, but it's not really that sort of film. I went to see it the other day. Um, I ended up taking 11 children. Have you ever booked one adult 11 children for the cinema, Steve? No, no, I haven't. It'd be weird if I did. It would. <laughs> Asking questions. <laughs> I, it was the end of uh, the term for my son. He's just finished primary school. Remember yeah. that day? Well, you finish primary school and you get all your shirts signed in the, oh, in, yeah, on the yeah. field and that. that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he did a bit of that. So that was his, it was his last day of primary school. We went to his leaving assembly. Everybody got up. <laughs> I'll tell you what was funny before we get to it. Um, they, they sort of selected a random amount of children, maybe 20 children, to come up and just yeah. say a memory of their time being at primary oh, school. that's nice. Yeah. It was really lovely. My son did a rap. Nobody asked him to. <laughs> um <laughs> It was fun, you know. That's what he. That was what he remembered. That's what he remembered, and it was actually all right. He did it with his mates. It was fun. But what was funny was the difference in confidence in children and also delivery. So, the, most kids come up. I remember a time when we were in the queue at lunch, and then, it, like most of them are like that. And then Mr. Yeah. Giles said to us, "Most of them were those." And you went, mm-hmm. and then one kid. I wouldn't open with it. Did you say that? <laughs> I wouldn't open with it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But one kid, I remember at one point, one kid got in. We were away on a sleepover with school. Like, he was like Giles Brandreth. Like, he just kept, like, erudite sort of... <laughs> he went, I remember uh, we got attacked by a hornet's nest, and uh, days later, I opened my jumper, and one lonely dead wasp fell to the floor slowly, and as I saw it fall, I thought, I'll remember this moment for the rest of my life. I was like, who's this kid? He's 11. He's 11. Oh, so okay. confident. Right. But yeah, well, so we had that. Good. Everyone was signing shirts, doing all the thing that you do on the last day. It was, really, you know, lots I of bet tears. He signed and... a bit, that lad. Oh. I bet he wrote a full poem. Confident. I will miss you. Yeah. School days, just like a <laughs> pages and pages. Mate, leave room for Johnny to draw something rude. <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, it did remind me that sort of that moment where you. You leave primary school, head to high school. It's a it's a, it's yeah. a terrifying um, and exciting moment. 
And um, and what so what had happened was it was my only day off. Like I mentioned before, it was I crammed everything. Cats at the vets, kids, dentists, sons leaving assembly, all those. But I wanted to take the my big girls wanted to go and see the Barbie film uh, with two of their mates. So I was already taking five. Uh, of my girl, the, well, three of my girls and their friends, so three, uh, five teenage girls to see Barbie. And my son had absolutely categorically said, no, I don't want to see it. It's not for me. I was like, okay, no. fine. I'll but watch he... a Ken film if they make a Ken film. <laughs> Just Ken, but not, no. So he was having five of his mates round to play a bit of football at the house. Uh, and I was going to order some pizza and then my brother was going to stay with them and have a watch. So I said to him, right, you're going to go back to the house and uh, and play a bit of football later. I'm going to take the girls to see Barbie. And then my son's little friend, Will, said, oh, I quite fancy that film. And his mate Adam said, yeah, I've been looking forward to it. And he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, I've, been, I've been reading all of the reviews. Uh, Empire gave it a solid five, so I'd like yeah, to see it as well. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my son's friends. And... Um, and so in the end, I yeah, one adult, 11 children <laughs> to see the Barbie film. Um, can it's you a lot um, of popcorn. Steve, the, let me, I'm going to just tell you. I mean, the tickets were... How much, how much did you spend on snacks? Well, the tickets were 100 quid or whatever, aren't they? Because it's about eight or nine quid About's each, whatever it is. Each, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, I spent £170 on the snacks, mate. <laughs> the snacks. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> The snacks, Steve. They were more expensive than the tickets, Steve. I know. How's that happened? Every, you know, pop. Once you've had popcorn, a drink, they want these blooming ice blasts with the tango thing. You know, then there was chocolate getting thrown on and all. Hundred and sixty odd quid. When did you start speaking again after you'd paid for it? Was there because obviously it would have struck you dumb for a bit. Was I reckon it, it was. Did you first half of the film? Have you got no memory of the first half of the film? We you just sat in your chair, staring vacantly, got yeah. open. It was... Car- credit card still in your hand. Huh? Just like you'd been hypnotised. It was, it was... I mean, I should... The problem is with our cinema in Stockport, it's a lovely cinema, but there's no, um, like, shop nearby, because obviously back in the mm. day, you just go pop to the shop when you buy the sweets That's there, 50p. Need. And, and, and you're allowed to do that, but remember when you take it in, you sec- you secrete it in like inside pockets. Yeah, it's got to be like seen soon. Like you're not it? meant to. But I think they can't stop you bringing your bringing some bringing a pepper army in, can they? I don't know. I don't think so. No, but I mean, imagine I'd have let him have pick and mix, Steve. I'd have had to remortgage the house. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, that's. Oh, I don't. Know. I can't cope with there's that. There's no, There's nothing you can say. Um, so I've actually seen the two big movies this week, Steve. I saw Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah? What's that like? I mean, bleak. Good. Yeah. Like, brilliantly acted. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But bleak, you know, because obviously you know the end. Um, yeah. but and, and sort of inevitable and, you know, they're sort of inventing this thing and, you know, you think, well, yeah, I've got to invent it because then otherwise the Nazis will invent it and if they've got mm. it... It's, oh, gosh. But, yeah. it, I, it, 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 if, we, if he hadn't have done what he did, would we still have the soda stream? Mm. No, I don't think we would. Okay. Well, so it's you, you so, basically. Yeah. That's, what yeah. got, that's what you got to look at. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's good though. Long, 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 long one. That. It feels like you can't tell that story in there and all. No, it needed to be. But I think, and it's worth going to the cinema because it looks good. But you know, you can you can stream that when it when it comes out. Mm. Uh, it's fine. But um, Barbie's great. Really funny. Uh, she's fantastic. Uh, Margot Robbie. Um, Ryan Gosling is hilarious. So funny. Um, it's really arch sort of comedy. It's quite the feminist... Uh, and you'll have seen some sort of people really ranting about 
oh, men are all this, and you know, it's it's you do come out though, even as a as a bloke, you do come out feeling like you should just apologise for the patriarchy, just to random women in the street, like oh, it is. Isn't that bad? Okay. It's yeah, you've got to say, look, I'm really sorry for everything that men do and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But it's. Um, Are but, they going to do like a Cindy movie? You know, it's like a British version. Oh, really? Like a, 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 I think she'd be nice, really wouldn't bitter, it? wouldn't she, Cindy? That she's not yeah, part of it. Yeah. But well, it is good. She'd be all right with it. She'd be happy with a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. No, it is good. It's well worth seeing. Um, and I think it's like my girls loved it, and the, uh, for for on one level because it was like it was empowering, um, and then my son loved it because it was just a bit daft and 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 silly, you know. So it does work on. Uh, on both levels. Uh, so I recommend it. But I did see this thing on Twitter uh, about Mattel. So Mattel sort of are in it. They're the sort of... Are they the baddies? They, yeah. Or the, I don't know. The, it's funny. Well, they, um, cre- they created Barbie, didn't mm, they? Mattel, is it, is it Mattel? But, is it, yeah. but after, after the success of Barbie, um, Mattel now want to make movies from their other products. Mm. Uh, Robbie Brenner... E-Man. Well, oh. He-Man, yeah, they do have He-Man, actually. Yeah. Famously, He-Man, you know the He-Man story, don't you? Um, was that when they just, they wanted to make... A... It was for the Conan film, wasn't it? That's they right, They made yeah. all these dolls for the Conan film, and they was 15, and they went, oh, what are we going to do? Put a different head on it, we'll create a character called E-Man, and that's, that's what that the E-Man was invented. Look at that. Yeah. Um, well, Robbie Brenner, the Oscar-nominated producer who runs Mattel Films and produced Barbie, told Variety, everybody hopes that when you create a movie that there is going to be a franchise. That's the hope, that it goes on and on and it's a gift that keeps on giving. But in this day and age, you just want to get the first one right. Uh, there's uh, limited information about the projects. Brenner teased the film adaptation of The Magic 8-Ball, uh, which will probably be is a PG-13 thriller. When it says, don't know yet, that thing. When you, is that the magic <laughs> yeah, when ball? you shake it and it tells you what there is. And it just says stuff like, oh, too early to tell, or yes, yeah. no, could be true, things like that. Could be like a magic. murder mystery, couldn't it, I suppose, when you try, you're yeah, trying or to... Like, or it could be haunted, the magic eight ball could be haunted. Oh, yeah. It just says, you're next. And you're like, ah! Yeah. You know, yeah. Was... <laughs> or maybe your <laughs> you dad I mean? dies and his spirit yeah. goes into the magic eight ball. Yeah. That's, that's a good, good. plot. It's a, bit like, it's a bit like Onward. and um, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at that, I'm solving problems for me. Um, their films are as follows, right? So there's a few that you go, okay, I can see that that could be films. So Masters of the Universe, He-Man, yeah, Skeletor. Mm. We can see that that could be a, a film. Yeah, um, Thomas and Friends, you know, we've all seen episodes of Thomas, so that makes that sense. Tell, do, they own, do they own that now? Apparently so. Barney, the big purple dinosaur. It feels, feels like his daddy's day, Barney. Yeah, probably, probably right. Polly Pocket. But then it goes a bit weird. Um, Hot Wheels... I guess it could be mm, like I a... I could see that. It's like Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious, yeah. Um, yeah. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I don't remember. I don't really <laughs> I don't remember that one. That. What was that? Then there's no, one just called like Christmas... Transformers. Yeah, I guess so. I think they're in Toy Story, aren't they, where you sort of press the button and they and they box each other. Oh, um, uh, Christmas Balloon. I don't even know what that is. But the most random one, I think, the one that caught people's imaginations online, um, was Uno. <laughs> now, how, what, the card game? How? Yeah, Uno. the card game. No, I mean, at least make one of Double. I mean, that, Double's all right. I don't know if they own Double, but Uno. No, they don't. Uno the movie. I've, I've never played Uno. What's, what's Uno like? I'm colourblind, and I? I don't oh, you, you, I can't play <laughs> Maybe Uno. that's the plot. It's an Uno yeah. champion oh, who's the... actually colourblind. Yeah, like Tommy. He's deaf, dumb, and blind, but he's great on the pinball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. There might be something no in No one that. knows why. <laughs> <laughs> that, could be the, that could be the one. Um... I've I've got some suggestions uh, of uh, what the Uno movie could be like from some of your uh, messages online, so stick around. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio.
matters. Veronica says, easy. You watch one and then you have to watch four more. Then you go into reverse, possibly miss one, and when you get to the last one, you shout Uno in the middle of the cinema. Yeah, that sounds... That sounds that, is that the rules of the game? That's the rules of the game. That's what yeah, she was yeah. saying, yeah. Uh, Dottie says, it could be a film about families just scrapping because someone dared put down a plus four when you were on Uno. <laughs> well, that could work as well. What about this from J.A. Smith? Prohibition era America. Underground gambling dens are a huge problem. Detective Ricchetti, played by Chris Pratt, of course, gets wind of a secret Uno tournament run by small-time crook Christopher Walken. He must infiltrate the tournament and discover who's really pulling the strings. Oh, that sounds good. I'd, I'd, watch, wa- I'd watch that. I would watch that. Pretty good, if, that. The thing is, when he, when he said... When was it set in the 40s? 20s? Prohibition, yeah, 20s, 30s. Because yeah, yeah. you said 20s. I, I imagined it in black and white, and I thought, mm. that won't work. Not no, with that, Uno. that would spoil Uno, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What's he put down? A grey one? You know, you, you need the... <laughs> uh, Hanny says that the trailer's this. Set in New York. People jumping out of skyscrapers, masked lady throwing sharp cards. Someone has the ability to multiply. It ends Samuel Jackson saying, Uno, coming to cinemas July 14, 2026. <laughs> then a card shows up and says, it's my turn now. Again, I'd watch that. You've got me. Yeah, I mean. Apparently, though, um, I did read that uh, the Uno movie is genuinely um, a movie in development at the moment. Um, it stars uh, the rapper uh, Lil, Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty, that's what he's called. Is he the one with the, the, one with the puffer jacket? Um, <laughs> no, this is a different guy. Um, and this is a story from a few years ago. So it's obviously been in development for a while. Um, and it says, uh, yeah, so basically Uno, um, Lil Yachty is developing this um, at Mattel Films, we're looking to ex- explore stories that bring our brands to life in unexpected ways. Uno is a game that transcends generations and cultures, and we look forward to partnering with Lil Yachty, as well as with Coach P and Brian Sher, you know those guys. Uh, has, has Lil Yachty written a film before? No, 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 they're, they're just going to so, go, they're just so go it's for a, it. It's a film that no one can really work out. Mm-hmm. It's a card game that they're trying to make into a film. Yeah. No one really knows how they're going to make it into a film. They'll go, get that rapper in who's never written a film. Get him in. <laughs> and he can write it. Well, so they've made it. They're going to make it a comedic action adventure. Uh, Yachty, um, mm-hmm. of little Yachty fame, uh, says, um, I'm so excited to is be there part of this. Is there a big Yachty? <laughs> there, a, there must be. There must be. He said, I'm so excited to be part of this film with Mattel. I played Uno oh, as yeah. a kid and still do today. So to spin that into a movie based on the Atlanta hip hop scene I came out of is really wow, special. Really? That's it's based on the Atlanta hip hop scene. That's what they're doing. I didn't even know. Well, I'm, I think... I'm lost in all of that. I don't think that film's for me. Colourblind, I don't know anything about the Atlanta hip-hop scene. <laughs> well, I don't think this film's for me. This I've is... watched the one with Christopher Walken in. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this is... Because the, what they're saying here is there's an, or, there's an Uno origin story because the game was conceived in 1971 in a barbershop in Cincinnati, Ohio, by Mill Robbins. It's an American... We're in Ohio now. With the Atlanta... Think we're a higher well, Atlanta roller. Who knows? Um, uh, who knows? Yeah, who exactly. knows? That's what it should be called. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, the goal is to score 500 points, um, and some cards are able to change the rules of the game at the moment's notice. Mattel will produce the little yachty uh, film about who knows. Lil, not little, Lil. Sorry, yeah. Lil, Lil. Um, I mean, it doesn't inspire much excitement, does it, to bring the Uno you know, film to the big screen? However, the game of Uno you know, does have an aspiring, inspiring origin story behind it, so perhaps this will be worthwhile. Mm. 
Maybe it's um, not. Could work. Could work, mate. Could be. Could be a big hit. That. Could be like the Nike. Uh, you know the Air Jordan film, but with Uno. Yeah, could be. Yeah, but with Uno. Could be big. Okay. Kara uh, says, "I really want it to be a dark and gritty underground card ring, organised crime." Uh, and uh, moves in life that are named after the cards too. Um, Paul Tracy says, come on, they'll just use a classic movie template. Retired, disgraced Uno Pro comes across a savant making money on the dangerous underground scene and mentors them for the Uno World Championships whilst yeah, earning enough... Yeah, they retirement. Or they call him out of yeah. retirement. He's now, like, broken in a barn. They go, he used to be the Uno King. Yeah, he's got to pay his mum's medical bills. Yeah. <laughs> one last year. I'll do this one last year. I'll do one last game of Uno. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm out of here. And he, maybe he's got like sort of like he's got some sort of shakes or something. Then they start seeing it, you know, when he's doing the Uno, and he's got to yeah. control that, and he's got to get to the end of it. I'd, I'd watch this now. Are you Christopher Walken still in it though? Yeah, yeah, of course. If you prepare to dedicate your life to Uno, you gotta know you will always be Uno. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's all, he'll always yeah, be alone. He's saying yeah. he's like he'll always yeah. be alone. What is it? It's a, it's all the what's two? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. He's only one of him. That's what I'm trying to say, Steve. Felt like that didn't land. I get it. I got it. Felt like you glazed over it. No, I did glaze over it. I was trying to remember. I was trying to think of the word for two. I couldn't remember it. Dos. Dos. That's it. If you want to be Dos, the game of Uno is not for you. Is it Italian Uno? No, it's not. And Charlotte um, says Uno could be a horror. What about this, she says. Group of people get abducted and have to play Uno, forced to murder each other in different ways until one person remains. Skip a turn. <laughs> Skip a turn. And it's uh, all the colours, is it? Like primary colours. Is it like red, yeah, green? Yeah, so you like, if someone was so a green, green one. that's envy, isn't it? That's one of the sins. Oh, that'd be good, you yeah. You know what I mean? Red, somebody's going to get... If you open your, you see, look at your hand there and you see a red in there, and then yeah. suddenly... Huh, you could you play like it. Even though, you, blood, even though you're colourblind, you could play it because it's only matching the colours. And I, I think I'm just, I'm not that interested, so I pretend I can't play it. <laughs> ah, that's what it is. Every time it comes out. There's a lot of that with cards. You know when people are trying to teach you a card game? Mm. No, 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 because Jack's a three. Jack's a three. Jack's yep. worth three, except for the red one. The red one's worth minus two, and you're like, forget it. It's your family <laughs> game. You play it. I'm all right. <laughs> Paul Quinn. How long we got? We got yeah, we got I've got forty seconds, I'll mention it, right. Paul Quinn has messaged Steve. Um and he's actually put uh, this into chat GP. T, you know the um, the AI. Oh, it's the AI thing. Yeah, yeah. So he's asked the the AI to come up with a plot for the Uno film, and I've got to say, Steve, it's a bit scary that a lot of people's jobs are going to be gone because this could actually be a film. This is the plot that the AI has come up with. Paul says it took ten seconds mm-hmm. for it to come up with this. Here we go. Let's. Here we go. Okay, go on. The plot of the movie, based on the game of Uno, could revolve around a group of friends who gather regularly to play Uno. They have been playing the game for years and have developed a strong bond through their shared love of the game. However, one day, they stumble upon a mysterious Uno deck that has magical powers. As they start playing with this enchanted deck, they realise that the game is no longer just a simple card game. Each card they play has a real-life consequence and can alter their surroundings. For example... Playing a draw two card could cause a sudden rainstorm, whilst playing a reverse card could make time go backwards for a short period. As the friends continue to play, they discover that the magical Uno deck is actually a portal to a different dimension. Each time they play a card, they are transported to a new world with unique challenges and obstacles. They must work together to navigate these worlds using their strategic Uno skills to overcome the challenges and find a way back. What? You know what's happened here? What? You know what's happened here? Mm. Little Yacht, is, he's been on there. <laughs> you think he's AI? <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's done that. I, and he's gone, here are Mattel. 
Do I've just written a film. This is a film before. already. I can't believe this. Throughout their journey, they encounter various characters and creatures from different dimensions, some of whom are friendly and helpful, whilst others are mischievous and try to hinder their progress. Along the way, they learn valuable life lessons about friendship, teamwork and the power of strategy. Ultimately, the friends uh, must reach the final dimension where they face the ultimate challenge, a high-stakes unit tournament against a powerful and cunning plot. The uh, opponent, the outcome of this tournament will determine whether they can return to that. I mean, this is basically Jumanji. I've got to say. That's what I said, yeah, it's Jumanji, yeah. This is, oh, is that what you said? I didn't hear you, sorry. I said it, I thought you were transported to different times. I was like, sounds yeah. like Jumanji. This yeah. is exactly Jumanji, isn't it? Yeah. Chat, AI's not that good. Chat, AI's not even that clever. Just come up. I mean, although if they do take over the world, but please don't play them that clip of me saying it's not that clever. Jason. 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 Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So we've we've created the Uno movie. That's done. What about Magic Eight Ball, Steve? What's the okay. plot there? Um, John Lusk says um, an eight ball movie. Two drunks make all their life choices in Vegas via Magic Eight Ball and chaos and shoes. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's only that. got how many answers has it got? Like, well, it's, magic, it's got more than it? eight, hasn't it? Mm. Could be loads. <laughs> has it just got eight, or is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, just um, John Bolton talks about Barney. Barney could be cast as John Hammond in Jurassic Park, but he recreates the real D- Dickie Attenborough and makes sure he tells him not to buddy up with Gordon Jackson in The Great Escape because he'll dob him in. Attenborough Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could work, that could work. Uh, again, yeah. Chat AI, um, the, 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 whatever it's called, is it called Chat AI, something like that? What about this? Yeah. Seven seconds, says Paul Quinn. He put mm. it in the Enchanted Oracle plot in a small town. A young teenager named Max discovers a mysterious eight ball mm. hidden in the attic of his family old house. Hang on, this is sounding like Jumanji again. <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> only got one film. This is why I'm not that worried about AI. <laughs> Hang on a minute. There's no nuance at all. It's just Jumanji. Every single no, film that it comes up He said in the with. attic, in Jumanji, it's in the cellar, I Oh, yeah. So he's, 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 he's added his own thing there. At the school, yeah. Little does he know, yeah. the seemingly ordinary toy holds extraordinary powers. As Max shakes the magic eight ball, he realises it. Transported to different times. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson starts. <laughs> Danny DeVito's in the second one. Um, <laughs> he, he, that it can predict the future with uncanny accuracy. Uh, world, word about Max's newfound ability spreads quickly and soon he becomes the talk of the town. People from all walks of life seek his guidance from students looking for exam answers to business professionals seeking career advice. Max's life takes an unexpected turn as he becomes a local celebrity but soon realises that the Magic 8 Ball's predictions are not always as straightforward as they seem. As Max's popularity grows, so does the pressure to make accurate predictions. Uh, he starts to question the true source of the Magic 8-Ball's power, whether its force is for good or for evil. He, on the way, he encounters a secret society that's been guarding the Magic 8-Ball for centuries. Max must learn how to harness the power, responsibility, and to use it to bring positive outcome to the community. The Enchanted Oracle is a heartwarming and magical adventure that explores the themes of destiny, responsibility, and the power of belief. It reminds us that sometimes the answer we seek are within ourselves, and that the true magic lies in the choices we make. Mm. The Magic 8-Ball movie, coming to a cinema near you. I'm I'm in. (laughs) Hit me with your best fact, fire away. That's right, hit me with your best fact, where you can win yourself a Jason Manford Show mug. 
if you can wow us with your amazing facts simply by emailing me at jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Steve, what are, what are the parameters for you? What are you looking for in a fact? I'm just looking for something that makes me go, I never knew that. How can that be? How, do, how does something that small kill that many people? That sort of thing. I just want a, a little nugget to, to entice me in. I'm into it. I'm into it. All right. So here are our facts. Uh, Leo Sky. Leo Sky. Good name. Leo Sky. He sounds like a folk singer from the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> he went missing. No one saw him for years. And then I thought he'd just disappeared. He went to, to Bali and he just like lost himself. But he's doing a gig at the Delaware. Leo Sky. Next back. week. Sky's the limit. Yeah. That was his album. Yeah, yeah. Just the one. Mm. Yeah. There are currently... Leo says, there are currently 146 people who have been cryogenically frozen in the States waiting for science to resurrect them. How many? 146. 146. Is it the whole body or is it just the head? No, that you're thinking of Futurama. <laughs> I am, but I, yeah. no, I just thought that, you know, I am thinking of Futurama and something else. I think it was in something else. But, is it um, the whole body? I think it must be the whole body. I, I, I hear you, but there must have been one of them who's like, who had a bit of a gammy leg and went oh, leave the leg don't how much does it cost it's freezing per limb <laughs> is it like, cheaper just, do you know what i mean and also yeah. is it is it for you know until the technology is there or is it like you got 40 years and then we're pulling the block out yeah don't do you know, know what i mean i guess until it your money runs out we've got to get the we've got to get the calippos in do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah they need a bit of room would you ever think about that steve Nah, not for you i mean imagine what are you what sort of what sort of world are you gonna You'd be freezing for eight. You'd never get warm again, would you? <laughs> you would literally right. be like... Oh, it's in my bones. It's in my bones. bones. <laughs> right, another cup of tea and... A... Oh, freezing. <laughs> Gone right through me, that. I mean, it, you know, no, it's not worth it. No. Just for that. Yeah, just for that. You'd never warm up again. That's Steve's problem with gradually frozen. Uh, Jessica Shaw says, an interesting music fact for you. The title... Okay, okay. Of Aerosmith's song "Walk This Way" was taken from a line spoken by Marty Feldman in the movie Young Frankenstein. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, and he does a funny walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Really? Yeah, that that. It's an old joke, that though, isn't it? Walk this way, and then somebody I think walks so. In, yeah, because he you do that walk. He repeats it. We do it in. I remember doing it in the producers. In fact, we do it in Wizard of Oz. That gag yeah. as well. So it's, it is a, a long-standing gag. Um, Marcus says, Beethoven's music is often played to wine in vineyards to enhance its flavour. Really? Okay. Is it any... Oh, see, is it red, white, or is it all, all of the grapes like Beethoven? Doesn't say. Not, mm. not, they've not given us any more information than that, but I like it. It's a nice okay. idea. Well, I've got, a little, I've got some vines outside. I, mm. might, I might whack some Beethoven on that. Maybe that's why you're not getting a lot of... A lot of wine yeah, out of them, well, Steve. Maybe the music you're playing is a bit folky. Yeah. A bit no, depressing. like idols and stuff. It's sort of, sort of you know... Yeah, it's, it's not, not wonder you're not... Working. It's scaring them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, not... Never fight a man with a perm. He's not good for rosé. Gary Burke says, In the 40s and 50s, Ford wouldn't allow TV programmes that they sponsored to oh. feature any shots of the New York skyline to avoid showing the Chrysler building. OK. All right. That's pretty good. That's petty, though, isn't it? It is petty. And what like Chrysler that. didn't allow anything set in Detroit or something. Yeah, they must have, yeah. Uh, Neil Young, not that one. That's what no. they've put. In the 80s, but it is a fact about Neil Young. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> so Neil Young's got a fact about Neil Young, but he's gone, all right, mate, I get I'm it. A different I've got the same name, but I'm not Neil Young. Do you want to know a Neil Young fact? Though? But I am obsessed with him. <laughs> in the 80s, the singer Neil Young 
was sued by his own record label for not being himself. For not being himself in the sound of his music. What, so he, what, he went in a different direction musically and they didn't like that? Must have been, yeah. He's a reprise records, I think he is. He's uh, Neil Young. Ooh, he did know. do some like electro albums, I think. So they not just electro, got annoyed and like, just went, right, we're suing you. Not sort of folky, not Neil Youngy. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Gosh. Well, I guess so, he's yeah. also Neil Young facts. He's, uh, I think he's a part owner of um, what they called the, the American version of Hornby. Those, oh, uh, right, the trains. Yeah, he, I forget what it's called now. But yeah, the, he's, a, he's a part owner of them. He loves his little toy trains. Oh. Lionel, Lionel, that's it. Lionel trains. Look at that, another good, another good Neil Young fact. Neil Young facts. I like it. I, I quite like the idea that you can be sued for not being what the re- the company thought you were no, going to be. you grow as an artist, don't you? You change, you know, you can't keep doing the same thing. He's been going like 40 odd years. You've got yeah. to, longer than that. You've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to move, haven't you? You can't just keep seeing do you think, the damage done. Do you think we could be sued by Absolute Radio if we ever like said oh. something interesting or important? No, if, <laughs> or if valid. they looked at our output, we'd be, uh, the lawsuit would be, it, it, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but they've employed us to just talk about nothing and be inane and... and oh, so if we damp- said something interesting... But if we suddenly said something like... could get us. Yeah, wow, that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. We'll see you in court. <laughs> <laughs> Jason just said something really deep and thoughtful and meaningful. Yeah. Well, we're suing you. Yeah. That's not what we're going to do. There's an alarm in like, Paul's office that just starts flashing. <laughs> <laughs> Big red alarm on the table. He's in the middle of a meeting. So basically, sorry guys, I've got to get this. <laughs> Jason saying something deep about life. No, that will never happen on this show. Don't you worry. Don't you worry your pretty little ears about it. This show will always be absolute nonsense. Nonsequence, I think we called Nonsequence. it. Nonsequence. Nonsequence, which we decided uh, is not the right phrase. Got this one from Joseph. Did you know that David Bowie, Mick Jagger and Sting all decided to reject the same role in a Bond movie? Oh, did they? No, I didn't know that. Mm. And we, don't, we don't know what Bond film is. We don't know what the role is, do we? Clever. Well, He's got well done. There. He's got us there, hasn't he? That's very good. Do you think it's Miss Moody Penny? Who's Sting, Bowie and who? Jagger. Jagger. What part could it have been? Ooh, I don't know. They've gone a baddie? over the shop there, haven't they? It's got to have been a, a baddie. Yeah. Q? Could have been Q. Well, Sting's a Geordie, though. I'd like to see. You know, like when they, you know, when Bond's like strapped to a table and yeah. there's like a laser about to cut him in half, and he always goes, "Are you familiar with the diamond trade?" And they, in, <laughs> you know, and they go Rwanda, and they go, "Yeah." You know, it'd be nice if it was like a, a fella from the northeast. Yeah. You know, Are you familiar with the northeastern coal mining business? <laughs> no. <laughs> that could work. Yeah, that I'd like work. to see that. You know, like a black country villain. Yeah. You're familiar with the uh, the 1920s smelting of, uh, of iron in the black country? Uh, There's business. not many baddies from from the, uh, the black country. That'd, I'd that'd like work. to see it. I'd like to see it. I'm putting myself forward. People are always putting themselves forward for the next Bond. Yeah. I'd like to be the next Bond villain from Wolverhampton. Just, you know, Bond strapped to a table, asking him questions about orange chips. <laughs> Cannock Chase, the monster on Cannock Chase. Uh, Jordan Lee, uh, in the small city of Liege in Belgium, they train 37 domestic cats to deliver the mail. This proved so popular that they did look at expanding the service to other nearby towns and villages. However, it never came to fruition. Cats delivering the mail, Steve. I mean, I'm up for that. I don't, I don't, trustworthy are they cats? They're not trustworthy. Dogs would do a better job. 
No. Also, dogs do. Dogs ate postman as it is. Imagine the postman turns up and it's a cat. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I know they haven't thought that for. They've not thought that for him at all. <laughs> no. Stupid idea that. But it's yeah, and also like it'd be a nice, it'd be good learning experience for the dogs. But he'd go rah, rah, at the door, and then he'd look for the letterbox, and he'd see another dog, and he'd go, "Sorry about that, mate. I thought you were somebody else." Yeah. And go, yeah. Yeah. They're all growing, they're all learning, mate. You that could I mean? work. I quite like yeah. the idea of an animal animal service, but yeah, I don't think cats are trustworthy. I think it's just those two. You say animal, I wouldn't want a tiger or a bear. No, you know, I think that's they're true. the two. It's just those two, isn't it? Kangaroo. Well, it's mm. got a pouch on it sometimes already. You have to, yeah, but sometimes you have to sign for something. I'd worry that he'd punch me in the back <laughs> behind the door. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I missed you. <laughs> sorry, mate. It's a reflex. <laughs> if they hadn't put these boxing gloves on me, I wouldn't have done it. But they keep doing it. <laughs> Matters. Right, we've got to pick a winner, Steve, for our Hit Me With Your Best Facts this week. Um, I'm going to rattle through the ones we've done yeah. so far. Uh, Leo told us about 146 people who've been cryogenically frozen, waiting for science to resurrect them. Jessica told us that the song uh, Walk This Way by Aerosmith is actually from a line spoken in Young Frankenstein by Marty Feldman. Beethoven's music's often played to wine in vineyards to enhance its flavour, told us Marcus. Uh, Gary said in the 40s and 50s, Ford wouldn't allow TV programmes they sponsored to feature the Chrysler building. Neil Young, not that one, but he was talking about Neil Young, was once sued by his own record label for not being himself in the sound of his own music. Joseph said that David Bowie, Mick Jagger and Sting all decided to reject the same role in the Bond movie, but he didn't tell us which film or which Mm. character it was. Very clever. And Jordan told us that in the city of Leeds, 37 domestic cats were once trained to deliver the mail. What do you reckon, Steve? Have you got it's, a fair? I, I want to know. I want to know who was going to be who in Bond. That, that, it's got to be that one for me. Yeah. Because I just, the, the, you know, it's Jagger's birthday this week, isn't it? He's 80. So it, already I could throw it into conversation this week. Do you know uh, he was up for the part of whoever? He's not going to be blowing off, is it? It's going to be later than that, isn't it? It's not going to be the fellow with the teeth. Well, shall I have a little look for you? I can yeah, tell you. On. So it was a view to a kill, a villain oh, role it? opposite Roger Moore. Oh, so it was Max Zorin who was uh, played by Christopher Walken. Oh, a second uh, mention of Christopher Walken. Yeah, look screen. at that. Um, yeah, it's all come, it does all come together, doesn't it? It's, it's we beautifully throw it up crafted. In the air and it <laughs> yeah. all lands in the right place. <laughs> so it's Christopher Walken. Yeah, but ba- to a kill. Bowie was originally yeah. signed up to play the role, uh, even being announced for the film when the publicity cycle started a year before uh, the film's released. Um, mm-hmm. So it didn't, um, but didn't come into fruition. But there you neither go. Of Good those, fact. Neither of those artists have ever done a Bond theme as well. And, you know, lesser known people have, haven't they? That's I mean, true, yeah. I mean, that's Duran Duran. So, you know, interesting, isn't it? That was good. I'm glad it was a baddie rather than one of the Bond girls. I think that would have been yeah. like Jagger. I'd like to, yeah, no. I'd like to watch it again now with that in mind. Just, I think Bowie's the one I'm going to try and picture yeah. in, in that role. <laughs> I think Sting's a good, for, I think a Geordie. Yeah, well, you're just thinking of Jimmy Nail, though. You're just <laughs> thinking if Jimmy Nail was in the role. So a Jason Manford Show mug is winging its way to you, Joseph. You you got us hook, line and sinker there with that one. Uh, that in uh, in the Bond movie, A View to a Kill, uh, the baddie was offered to David Bowie, Mick Jagger and Sting. It was eventually played by Christopher Walken. Very, very good. If you want to join in, uh, hit me with your best facts. All you got to do is email me your best fact to jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. 
Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Joined now by filmmaker Dan Clark. Uh, morning, Dan. Morning, Jason. Morning, pal. So, um, and I bumped into you in Manchester. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, yeah. And I bumped into you in Manchester uh, just over Christmas. And you were was it was your film involved in a film festival? Yeah, Manchester Film Festival. We just premiered the film actually when I saw right. you. I think it was like at about twelve thirty one a.m. that we bumped into each other, and we mm-hmm. were both like, "This is way past our bedtime." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, I think I was just coming out of um, being Captain Hook um, uh, at the uh, at the opera, yeah. <laughs> the opera house, and uh, yeah. But we um, we we actually ended up winning three awards at that festival, which we were because that was the very first uh, wow. public screening, and we won like the top award. And I am a bit yeah. of a good luck charm, though, to be honest. So I, you are, yeah, yeah. I think that's, there's that's why I stalked you that uh, night. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the film called, and what is it about? It's called A Kind of Kidnapping, and it's about a young couple, like, in their first sort of mid-30s who are struggling, you know, very much relevant today, cost of living crisis and everything, and they hear about a London politician who's coming up to the north to do, like, you know, meet constituents and do all that stuff. Mm. He's a, a Tory politician, and they decide to kidnap him for ransom, only it turns out nobody wants to pay his ransom because he's not a very nice guy. <laughs> okay. He, act- he actually offers, they're about to let him go, and he says, look, this is really good for my PR, for my uh, profile. <laughs> if I pay you, will you keep me here? And so they keep him there um, on wow. the proviso that he they do more like hostage tapes and it gets him a bit of buzz. <laughs> and that's kind of, without giving oh, too many yeah. spoilers away. Brilliant. Um, Who's in the film? Who stars in the film? So uh, the guy playing um, Richard Hardy, the MP, is Patrick Ballady, who you'll know from The Office. He played Neil in The oh, Office. Oh, yeah, Neil in The yeah, Office. Yeah, and Line of Duty and various other things, and he's amazing in it. And the other two are more newcomers, Kelly Wenham and Jack Parry-Jones play the younger couple. It sounds um, great. So it's, it's comedy, but with a sort of a, a satirical sort of element yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, it's like, it's a, it's a sort of kidnapping caper, but it's mm. got these themes about politics and the state of the country at the moment. And also just like everyone's desire and... Because um, like the, the, the female character... And the politician who are sort of the opposite in mm. terms of politically kind of realise that they're both the same beast. So a kind yeah. of kidnapping, how can people see it? So, I mean, it's still on in a few limited cinemas. So if you, mm-hmm. do, if you do Google a kind of kidnapping, uh, you know, cinemas or whatever is the easiest way, you will yeah. find it in a few. But it's now available to stream, download on all the platforms like Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Google Play. Oh, brilliant. I've never known anyone to stream anything from Google Play. But, no. <laughs> you never uh, know. Sky Store, all the, all the everything. The usual Netflix, places. Great. Yeah, all the usual places. Brilliant. All right, Dan, well, thanks for that. A kind of kidnapping out now, as uh, and as Dan says, uh, in all the usual places that you can stream a film. Uh, take care, mate. Best of luck. All right. Thanks, Jason. Cheers. All right, man. This is Absolute Radio.
Music Matters. Thanks for listening this morning here on Absolute Radio. The podcast is up very, very shortly if you want to grab that. Talking of podcasts, you can also listen to Man and Steve's brand new podcast, Best Men, uh, which you can find on all podcast places. I don't know, just search it somewhere. That's the main thing to do. Uh, have a lovely Sunday, have a cracking week, and hopefully if I don't see you in the Emerald City at the London Palladium uh, in London, uh, I will see you here next week on Absolute Radio.